Hey guys, it is Abdul for my good friends over at Leon Taylor. And that's right, Larry Norm Kimmer Jr. at 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. You know, downtown is making a comeback, and so why don't you come on back and come on back and come on by Leon Taylor and pick yourself something up. You've been working hard and dealing with all the stress of this global pandemic. Well, guess what? No more. Come on by to Leon Taylor and pick yourself up a nice suit or a skirt or blouse or whatever it is, or perhaps a nice gift certificate for someone for a birthday or an anniversary present. Leon Taylor, they've missed you. I know you've missed them. Leon Taylor in 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, less than two weeks to go until Election Day, we're continuing our conversation with various candidates for public office. Joining us on the news line is our good friend, Victoria Sparks, Congresswoman in the 5th Congressional District. So, Congresswoman, uh, how's everything going? How are you feeling coming up to Election Day? Well, I think it's a very important election, and I think I feel good that Republicans should win the House. I think it's very important to win the House, but we have to fight. You know, we need to make sure we get out the vote because it's going to be a big deal to win this election and stop some insanity. Uh, so when you go door-to-door uh, in the 5th Congressional District, what are you hearing from folks? What are they concerned about? Uh, I think the most issues that people are concerned about now is economy and inflation. And I think these are serious issues, and they particularly really affect people on fixed income and people with lower income. We had a lot of growth, prosperity. There were some things that bad things happened with the pandemic, but there are a lot of policies that incentive rebounding the economy. They create perverse incentives to go into recessional trends and create big inflation. And I think they were just stupid. Uh, obviously, uh, inflation, gas prices are, are big deals. Uh, my question is, what is the Republican plan uh, to address the inflation issue? Obviously, a lot of Republican candidates uh, for Congress and the Senate have talked about it, but what is their plan to, to tackle inflation? Well, I think if you think about it, well, the three biggest issues that drive inflation are spending. And we had to had to do some targeted spending, but we had a lot of wasteful spending, and we cannot continue doing that. It's also undermining our currency and strength of dollars, which is not very good in the long run because we have a lot of adversaries that try to replace you know, dollars from being reserve currency. So we have to get control of our oversight of spending and start actually creating budgets, not having these CRs, continuous resolutions, where all we do just allow the federal government and the other branch, you know, executive branch, spend nonstop, and we don't hold them accountable. Another big ticket item is our energy policies. We really have a terrible stupid energy policy. I just was meeting with one of the stakeholders in my district. They, you know, they manage a lot of transmission lines for our country. And they were telling Victoria, it's unbelievable. We ha- it's, an, it's impossible by 2030 to become carbon neutral. It's just impossible. This type of policies really, you know, are bad for the market, destabilizing and driving a lot of prices and not just prices on spot market, but futures markets. So it's so high that no one can hedge, you know, the energy. So what it's doing right now is that every business is really struggling to figure out what to do. Everything is unpredictable. Everything is unstable. Instability, you know, is not helping with investments. You know, companies are afraid to invest. Changing in tax laws and policy constantly adding of regulations and taxes. It's also creating stability. So I think that's very bad when we do some these things that's becoming like a third world country where laws changing so many times per year that no one wanted to invest in. So I think bringing stability, bringing a regulatory environment that is 
reasonable and can spur innovation and have a smart energy policy that actually achievable. It's you know a lot of politicians think that economy works and businesses work like a light switch. Well it doesn't, okay? It just doesn't. You know, the people need to invest in resources. So I think that it just needs to be fixed. And I think another one is supply chain issues. We've been talking about dependencies in China. We were talking about diversifying our supply chain. It's un- unbelievable strategic risk for us to be dependent like that on countries that is not no friend. You know, but we have to have policies that will promote investment here, diversification, bringing some manufactured in a country, but also working with some countries that are our friends. And I think these things will help to rebound our economy, and Republicans have to push for that. Our guest on the program today is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, the 5th Congressional District, just a few days away from Election Day, so we'll continue our conversation with various candidates. Uh, Congresswoman, on that uh, energy policy issue, uh, what should our energy policy look like? Should it be all the above? Should it be fossil fuels? Well, what's going on? What, what do you think our energy, energy policy should look like? Well, I think we have to promote all feasible types of energy that can be achieved. You know, it will be all of the above, but we have to think about innovative solutions. But realistically, you know, you need to think about how we can have investment in infrastructure, that we have a transmission line, that we can maybe buy wind from Iowa and solar from Arizona, maybe have some more innovative nuclear technology. Well, maybe we can look at some ways how we can use different type of energy. But I think, you know, we've been playing politics with energy and, and not really policy making. And this is something that is really a big problem because it's also put risk with stability of our grid. You saw what's happening in Texas. You know, and Texas weather is not Indiana weather. If we have, you know, problems like that in Texas, you know, then it could be a huge problem for Indiana if we have, you know, such a high reliance on energy that is not sustainable and doesn't even have a technology to produce batteries to accumulate that energy. So we need to have some transition plan if we want to come to new innovative types of energy. But it's fine to do research. It's fine to talk about that. But let's not implement something that is not going to be achievable and try to crush the markets and prices of energy. It's not just bad for our country. It creates national security issues, and it's also destabilizing for the whole world. You know, and if you think about all of the wars happening right now around the world, including a huge war in Ukraine, it's really failed energy policies of Europeans and also of our country not working to push on Europeans enough to deal with these issues, you know, and helping them in some ways, you know, in the long term solutions, you know cause a lot of war. So if we want to stabilize the world and help countries and help democracies to be independent and free, we need to help them to have independence, independence on energy. And it will be good for our country, too, and for our businesses. So these countries are not going to be buying you know, stuff from Iran or Saudi Arabia or Russia, but actually we're buying from American companies that will bring prosperity and good jobs to our country. You know, I actually, was, it's really so dumb that we have such a dumb policy on our, some of our eastern states that they're buying right now. They have a lot of natural gas, but right now, since they, they have moratoriums on different gas pipelines, they are buying gas at prices of Europe, which is outrageous.
you know, and that's really hurting the economy within the state of New York. I mean, it is so stupid for Northeast to do what they're doing, and it hurts a lot of people. Our guest on the program today is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks. With a few days to go before Election Day, we're getting caught up on all the candidates who are running for public office. Uh, Congresswoman, I want to uh, switch gears to talk about uh, the situation uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, what is your assessment of how things are going there so far? Well, I think, you know, it's again, this administration had a failed assessment of uh, the situation. They had a bad judgment and bad policies on Afghanistan withdrawal. The same will happen with Ukraine, you know, and I'm very surprised, you know, how we've been involved, you know, in this conflict and for so many years and we made such bad judgments what Ukrainian people are going to do and how the war is going to be, you know, because this is a war of, you know, idealists and ideals. You know, Ukrainian people have been oppressed and suppressed for a long time and they don't want dictatorship again. They don't want totalitarian regimes. They don't want someone to take in their rights and land. So they're going to be fighting. They're going to be dying, you know. And in a lot of strategic ways, you know, they could be a very strong alive for us, you know, even considering some other commitments that we used to have. And really, we need to follow some of these commitments and assurances. But I think the problem is they're constantly dragging their feet and not being proactive. And being reactive, it's very costly. A lot of lives are going to be sacrificed for that. A lot of people are going to die, but also it's going to create a lot of destabilization and escalation. You know, if we would have been proactive and provided weapons to Ukraine before the war started, it would be a significant deterrence, significant deterrence to Putin. And he probably wouldn't have invaded Ukraine. But now we're doing constantly the same thing, the same thing. Winter is coming. Let's make sure that everyone is ready on energy. Let's make sure that we make, know, they know that Russia knows that, you know, Ukrainians are ready. And we are not going to be dragging our feet to help the security assistance that they don't have another major offensive. Because right now, you know, Ukrainians are advancing, but they're advancing because they've been fighting very strong. And, and I think, you know, they, we underestimated them again. And I think this administration needs to do a better job. Uh, Congresswoman, I know uh, you visited Ukraine a number of times. Uh, I've got pictures on social media. Any worries or concern about your personal safety? Because uh, I heard that uh, when you're there, the Russians try to sort of triangulate to see where, where, where your pictures are. Uh, where you are in the Ukraine, that way they can fire missiles, cause an international incident. Well, listen, in any job, you know, a public office, you know, it, it's definitely a job where you have to risk your life. You risk your life when you go out in the streets, you know, my, you know, you, you, know, you drive on the road, you know, my colleague, you know, Jackie Walorski, wonderful, strong Hoosier that, you know, she just got killed in a car accident, right? So this is, you know, this is a public office, you go out, you do a lot of things, you interact with a lot of people, and you cannot be afraid to deal with problems. And if you are going to be, you know, dealing with some major issue, spending a lot of, you know, money of our people, you have to know what's happening on the ground. You cannot learn what's happening from the books or sitting in Washington, D.C. and looking at satellites. You cannot understand what the real problems are by meeting with government officials that will be 
doing you sending giving you propaganda if you want to really understand what's happening whether it's a border crisis this is significant right now go to the border and see that if you need to understand energy policy talk to the people talk to the companies talk to the stakeholders if you want to understand healthcare prices you know and healthcare problems Talk to stakeholders in healthcare, talk to doctors, to nurses. We just visited some doctors, nurses yesterday. But it's important to understand if you want to know farm problems, go to talk to the farmers. The same, if you know to understand what's happening with the war, you have to go and see what's happening in the ground. You have to have people talk to people on the ground. You need to talk to Europeans directly what's happening. You need to talk to the fighters and soldiers and people on the ground to be able to understand what the situation is. That's the only way you can find the right solutions. So you can never be afraid to go on the ground. If you're afraid, you should run for public office. Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, if the House Repu- if Republicans take over the House of Representatives, like I said, the Senate's still kind of uh, sort of up in the air. Uh, what do you expect to happen with our Ukrainian policy? Uh, will there be a cutoff of funding? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you expect to happen? I think it's going to be much better, you know, policy, because I think oversight is extremely important. And any government needs to know, including Ukrainian government, we're watching them and we're demanding accountability for all dollars that Americans are spending. Americans are generous people. We help a lot of people around the world. We want to promote democracy. We want to have a life. You know, we need to have a life. You cannot be in this world alone. But we want to make sure that we do have real lives and that our resources go to the causes and victories we need to have and go actually to the people. And they'll actually go to the military that's assistant, not, you know, to who knows where. So I think it is our responsibility to our people to have oversight. So I think oversight is important, but also, so I agree with Kevin said, McCarthy. I also agree with Mitch McConnell said that we need to be more proactive and much faster because the faster we deal with that, the faster and more proactive we help Ukrainians, the faster this crisis is going to be de-escalated and Putin is going to be stopped and dragged to the table to really have a discussion how in the world we need to stop this major, major war that is a very dangerous war. But unfortunately, the only way you can deal with him is being proactive and with power. You know, he's not going to just understand being nice. And I think that this administration was very bad with that. So I think Republican Party with oversight and better efficiencies would be much better. And if I would want to fight a war, I would fight with the Republicans. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, we've got a couple minutes left here, so i got to ask you, uh, uh, someone you and I both know very well, Mike Braun, has decided he's probably not going to run for re-election, uh, more likely going to run for governor. Uh, your name has been mentioned as a possible candidate uh, for the U.S. Senate. Uh, any, any thoughts in that direction just yet or still talking? Well, I think, you know, we need to get through this election, and there are some things that, you know, we need to work still, you know, make sure that we can deliver things in the House. But I think, we, you know, we're going to give a high consideration to that, and we're going to decide after, you know, you know Mike decides what he's going to do. I think Senate does have some problems. I think Senate as a body, legislative body, should be more long-term legislative branch representing the states. And I think, you know, from my perspective, after the 17th Amendment, you know, senators forgot, you know, that actually they represent the interests of the state and they represent more long-term solutions. You know, that's why elected, you know, they elected for six years. Congress 
represents the house, represents the people. That's why every two years we reelect people and actually, you know, leadership can change, which is create that vibrancy and representation that if we have a bad Congress and bad leadership, we don't have to wait too long to make some change. But there is also needs to be that stability and there needs to be some adults in the room that actually working on policy because country needs some governing. We need to pick few issues and deliver real solutions. And I think that's something that is very important that Senate is going to do and needs to do. So I think, you know, it, I could bring a lot of value in that and we'll, you know, think about that and decide what to do. But, you know, I've been working in both chambers now as a state senator and um, as a, in the House chamber now. And I like both chambers. You know, I think House has a lot of vibrancy, so I enjoy doing that. We're going to have a lot of new people now in the House. Probably 75 percent of the House will be actually people that have been there for, you know, less than four years. So I think it's good. It's, you know, a lot of vibrancy and energy. And I think Senate could use some, but we're going to decide later, and you will be one of the first people I'll, I let know. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, final question for you, Congresswoman. Uh, something I meant to ask you earlier. Uh, obviously, uh, gas prices, inflation are big deals, but also some issues out there are uh, possible threats to our democracy and the abortion issue. Are you hearing any about any of that up in the 5th District? Well, I think, you know, people right now, we have we get into a lot of debate about different social issues. But I'll tell you something, you know, you we are a republic where states free to decide how they want to be, right? And we will have some states will be more liberal states, and we'll have some states that will be more conservative states. And ultimately, we don't have borders between the states. And if California and Illinois want to be more liberal, as long as my people in Indiana don't have to pay for it, I'm fine with that. You know, and that is the decisions we have to make as a state, and states have freedom. So I'm a big believer in, you know, for states' rights, and I think we need to understand that. So there is a lot of politics and politicizing of, of a lot of issues which need to be resolved in the states. But I think state legislatures need to also step up on some issues, and governors need to do a better job, not just talk about, you know, some issues like education, which is real, almost fully controlled by states. It has to be resolved. It's unacceptable where we are are with our achievement in education issue of criminal justice system 92 percent are controlled by the state it has to be dealt by the state a lot of economic development issues that we need to empower small businesses empower economic development don't incentivize big special interest groups this issues have to be dealt with the state and i'm looking forward to being a partner to my state legislature and governor if governor wants, wants to govern but i think it's important for us to 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 deal with these issues effectively and at the right level of government and federal government has some issues which is protecting our constitutional rights and i take them very very serious and i actually do some you know work in a lot of variety on amendments not necessarily even on bipartisan basis on this issue and our First Amendment with big taxes under under attack. It's a really, really big problem. We just passed legislation which was bicameral and bipartisan. You know, and we just became too political, but it has to be resolved. You know, we need to make sure that we have strong national security and foreign policy that benefit our national interests, and we are not doing a very well with that issue because we're doing too many other things and also look how we can have a very good interstate commerce and have a legal framework for good interstate commerce and we are not doing a good job with that too so i think we have to concentrate on core functions of federal government and do much better and pick few issues 
and actually delivers Republicans. So my job is to make sure that my Republicans put their money where their mouth is and actually going to deliver. And I will decide which chamber is in need of my services more. And if people in Indiana and my fellow who trust me that I get it done, then we'll do it. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been our good friend, Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, the 5th Congressional District. Congresswoman, always good to talk to you. We'll talk to you after the election. Nothing but the best of luck. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.